0: What's up, guys? Welcome to The Walk Show Podcast. This is your host, Walker Near. The music for today's show is provided by Misha Zarin, so many thanks to Misha. Misha has actually provided that new intro music you just heard, and I'm super excited to start using it. I strongly encourage people to check out their local food bank to see how they can help, as food banks like Ozark's Food Harvest here in my town are helping families overcome food insecurity, which is a problem we need to solve. Follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at The Walk Show or The Walk Show Pod. The links are in the show notes. This is actually episode 100 of The Walk Show. I am personally shocked uh, that I've been doing this show for this long, and I'm truly humbled by each and every time somebody listens to the show. I don't have a guest for today's show, as it's been quite a long time since I did a solo episode, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to reflect a bit, uh, share kind of what this podcasting journey has brought me, and give some thanks. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Well, like I said in the intro, it is episode 100, and I just kind of wanted to go back and, and reflect on uh, what this podcast has been and kind of what it's become and, and what it's meant to me. Um, I started out really with no idea what I was doing, not that I have some really great idea of it now, <laughs> but at least certainly a better one than I did uh, when I began uh I've really started the show uh, at the behest of of some friends of mine, really giving me some some strong encouragement. And Misha's errands, of course, is is hugely integral to to the launching and the continuation of the show, you know, to this day, as I as I shared a moment ago. He just created some new music for the show that that we'll be using going forward. Misha was uh, someone that was immediately supportive of the idea of me starting the show, uh, offered to help me produce the show, offered to help create the music for it. And that was all a huge huge win for me because I know nothing about recording, broadcasting, anything. Um, Those of you that have listened or or know me personally may know that I, many years ago, tried stand-up comedy. Uh, A few different times in my life, I've gone back to it. So, I mean, I've talked into a microphone in a room of people before, but (laughs) that's about the extent of experience that I had. I, uh, I remember when I first started, I didn't know what to talk about really. I, I think the first few episodes were to some extent kind of downer. Um, I mean, not that they were depressing necessarily, but I didn't, I didn't really know what to say. And so I just kind of talked about what was on my mind, which happened to be <laughs> in those key examples, uh, somewhat negative and not that I've, you know, am now some only positive person or exclusively talk about positive things. But I realized that there's a lot of things out in the world that point out things that suck. And again, certainly I'm I'm not above that. Um, but I realized that I didn't really want the walk show to be something that talked about things that suck. Uh, there's, again, lots of content out there for that. And not that it's bad or, or not worthy of consumption or anything, but just simply I didn't feel like I needed to add my voice to that. And instead, I, I decided to try and talk about things that I thought were... Uh, at the simplest level, cool or, or interesting, uh, and sometimes you know, fascinating. Um, I also came to learn that I have a real passion for video games, and <laughs> given the kind of open-ended content of of the Walk Show, and and the fact that I typically am not an expert or or, or someone who has any real um, credibility to stand on, on a given topic that, that I might have on the show, especially with guests. When it comes to gaming, I do have really strong opinions and I, I am someone who, um, has spent a lot of time doing it. It's just, it's just a big passion of mine. And so at the beginning of the walk show, I talked about video games some and, and kind of came to realize that it didn't, didn't seem, didn't feel like it fit with the rest of the show for me. Um, luckily I have a good friend in Brett Lindley who. Lindley also is a very passionate and avid gamer uh, and also had a little bit of a background in podcasting and had some interest in, in, in starting a show. So we spun off another show, Pick Up Your Sticks. And I say spun off, it's not, you know, actually affiliated with The Walk Show at all. It's its own brand entirely. Um, and man, Pick Up Your Sticks has been such a blessing as well. Pick Up Your Sticks um, is a podcast where we talk about why gaming matters. And it's just a really, really great opportunity for, for me. And I I think Brett as well to kind of just, just completely for, for lack of a better term, just nerd out about video games, you know, unapologetically just talk about video games and, and, and the show's created for an audience that wants to hear about video games. Whereas that's not really the audience of the walk show. Um, so yeah, pick up your sticks was really cool. And I, I guess my point just being, it's crazy that, you know, I started the walk show and then uh, within that first year was ready to start a second podcast. Um, early in 2019, I think I had five episodes that were released when I when I decided to make a, a trip out to Florida for a convention out there called Podfest. Uh, and I actually went back in 2020 as well, literally the week before COVID <laughs> came to America, if you will. Um, and and Podfest was something that was really, really instrumental in um, kind of keeping me excited and energized about going forward with the show and really just giving me a lot more information and connections uh, that I wouldn't have otherwise, you know, gotten. I, I can absolutely say that I, I'd i be hard-pressed to believe that I would still be doing the podcast today if I hadn't got to PodFest in 2019 and, and in 2020 as well. Um, and, it, you know, the event is great, and, and there's a lot of great information at the event, um, but really, it's the people. It, it's the people, and that's anyone that goes to Podfest will say that that, that that it's really about the people. And again, I don't mean to diminish the speakers. You know, there are people that give some really, really thoughtful presentations, and people that work really hard to to bring really good information to the podcaster community. Uh, but Podfest is—I mean, in 2020, I think it was almost 2,000 people in attendance. So it's just this huge uh, networking opportunity and just a chance to meet other people and it was really cool to see um just so many other people in the same kind of space now that being said i would say and, and i don't have some you know precise mathematical figure but a significant percentage of the people that go to podfest do podcasts as an extension of of another brand uh, whether that be an extension of you know a business they've got or or a, a book that they're writing or, or whatever the case is in, in so many scenarios of people that I meet at podfest, their podcast is not just for the sake of the podcast. Again, it's, it's almost like another piece of, of, um, of marketing for their company. And I don't mean, and, and that, you know, almost sounds like I'm being dismissive of it maybe. And that's not the point either. They still produce some really great content and some really great shows. Um, and there are a lot of those people who are, who, make a, you know, make money off of podcasting, which I do not. Um, it's, it's very much in the hobby care category for me, as far as uh, my professional <laughs> acumen with it or being compensated for doing it. Um, And so that's different for me though, right? Cause the walk show is not an extension of <laughs> Walker near incorporated or something, maybe someday. Right. But, but uh, there's no plans for that now. And and that's not something that, that I started the show to do. I, I started the show because I have a a real passion for for interviews and for talking to people, um, and and I honestly didn't know how energized I would be by that. I realized a few years ago that that I I kind of just enjoyed watching interviews, which is kind of bizarre. Um, I I don't really know <laughs> many of my friends that would just just state explicitly that they just want to sit around and consume interviews as a form of entertainment. But I mean, yeah, I love and I really love long form interviews and podcasts obviously lend themselves to that in a big way. Um, So my point with all of that is, I guess, that, you know, when it comes to podcasting, especially in the space where people are doing it as part of some other company or some other brand, there's a lot of rules to that and a lot of advice given for that that I think makes a lot of sense for that space. But I don't know if it's all applicable to a show that's really created more um, for the purposes of, you know, I guess, in entertainment, um, where the show is just a standalone thing. So I say that to say that, you know, I I'm definitely navigating this uh, uncharted territory in many ways um, without a lot of guidance um, and without a lot of a lot of mentorship. Now I say that and. And I immediately have to say that there are some some podcasters that I've encountered that, that do have a show that's more in line with what The Walk Show is. And, and my ability to to, to meet them and, and just form community with them has been awesome. At the risk of, of not naming all of the names, I do just have to shout out um, Carolyn Owens, Nate Garrison. Um, those two people are, are podcasters that have been super super out uh, just the outpouring of support that they've given to me over the last year since i've known them has just been unmatched it's, it's remarkable and for no real reason other than that's just the kind of people they are because it's not like i'm <laughs> providing something to them you know um and then i got to give a shout out to Jamison smallwood of culture and conversations jameson was the first person that i talked to when i went to podfest um when i went down to podfest in 2019. I didn't know anybody you know I I was at the hotel and there was some uh, mixer event for for people who had arrived a day early which I was one of of those people and I almost didn't go to the mixer event because I felt so so nervous and shy and then I thought well that's stupid the whole reason I'm here is to is to meet people and network so I I definitely won't accomplish that in my hotel room and it wasn't a nice hotel room so it, it really wasn't worth staying there um and so I go to this restaurant, and if you're at the convention at PodFest, you've got a lanyard with a name tag on it or whatever. So I had that, and I, I'm sitting there at a table, and I see this other guy walk in, and he's wearing a lanyard with the, the PodFest uh, tag or whatever on it. So I knew I know he's another podcaster in some capacity, or is at least related to podcasting in some way. And so I fought fought my shyness away, and just stood up and walked over to his table, which he was at alone, and just introduced myself, and And uh, he was, Jameson was incredibly nice immediately, because that's who Jameson is, he's one of the nicest guys ever, and yeah, Jameson uh, greeted me, and then I actually invited myself <laughs> to join him at his table, and he's too nice of a guy to, to say no, I think, so I took advantage of that a little bit, and uh, joined him at his table, and and yeah, we just kind of kicked off a friendship that's been going ever since. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I've got a Jameson Culture and Conversations coffee mug uh, in my cabinet. I, I bought a Culture and Conversations coffee mug as a gift this year for a friend of mine. I, um, I really, really support what Jameson is doing over there. Um, and he's been a super, super instrumental uh, contact for me as well. And someone who just will reach out and, and say encouraging things just out of nowhere we uh-huh. I go through the first few months of the podcast and and really most of 2019 was, was solo episodes. And, um, somewhere in the middle of 2019, I kind of started talking about myself more explicitly and some of my own personal struggles with being motivated to do things and, and being consistent with things, being disciplined about things. And, and then, you know, very acutely my, my struggles with, with, uh, being overweight, most of my adult life, and so I started kind of talking about that stuff and exploring some of those ideas on the podcast, which was kind of uncomfortable um, because it's obviously you know pretty personal, um, and and man, I'm really glad that I did because what that then led me to was to start reading some some books. Uh, the first of which I read was Discipline Equals Freedom uh, by Jocko Willink, and that book man, that book is, is, is awesome. It's a really weird book. It's, it's almost written like a, like a war manual or something. Like it's not written in, in normal, uh, for lack of a better term, in in normal prose, it's not written in paragraphs. It's, I was talking to my friend Crabtree who's, who's been on the show, uh, which those of you that are familiar will will know that he's got a master's degree in, in creative writing and specifically in poetry. And I showed him, the Discipline Equals Freedom book, which, to be clear, is not intended to be poetry at all, but it is so far removed from standard prose that I think it has to qualify as poetry, <laughs> just based on the way that it's structured and laid out. Um, but that book really, really uh, inspired me, and and then that led to to several other books. I would say the next of which was the most instrumental uh, for for me was The Power of Habit. And around that time, a coworker of mine, a friend of mine named Stacy Johnson reached out and she is actually a life coach. And she just wanted to let me know that she'd listened to my show and, and some of the things that I'd been talking about in on the recent episodes kind of aligned with some of the stuff that she knew about. So I just spontaneously asked Stacy if she maybe wanted to come on the show and talk about her work and she agreed to, which was very generous and So Stacy came on and, and, and we had a great conversation about her work and just kind of what coaching is. And it's something I was completely unfamiliar with. Well, then a short time after that, the coach that Stacy was working with is a a woman named Ashley Thomas. And Ashley actually agreed to come on the show and and do an interview And, and, and that episode's out there, you know, still obviously all of them are. Um, and, and so I interviewed Ashley about, what her work was and and what her kind of philosophy and her perspective on coaching was. Well, shortly after recording the episode with Ashley, she actually contacted me personally and, and, and kind of pitched the idea that maybe we could work together um, with her as, as my coach uh, in that kind of capacity. And it was something that I'd been kind of tossing around at that point for, for a little bit uh, after kind of becoming more familiar with just the ideas of it. And, and it's something that even though I didn't know a lot about it, I'd always heard about coaching and, and, and something that I had heard almost kind of as a cliche, you know, successful people have coaches. And when I say successful, that's a kind of a a bad word, maybe, or not bad, but I don't, I don't just mean financially successful, right. Or, or, or successful in, um, yeah, in a, in a keeping up with the Joneses kind of way. I mean, certainly that can be a part of it, but also just successful and feeling good about, (laughs) about life, right. Um, anyway, the reason I, I, wanted to get to, to, to the, the personal development stuff and the, the reading that I did a little bit, and then, and then the conversation with Stacy and the subsequent conversation with Ashley is I, I still work with Ashley to this day. Um, Ashley is amazing. Um, if, if you've ever thought about working with a coach, uh, if you've ever wondered what it would be like to work with a coach, I could not give a stronger endorsement for Ashley Thomas. Um, She is truly, truly gifted at what she does. And she is someone that I, I hope that I have the ability to continue working with her for a very long time. Um, I didn't know how meaningful having someone to, to kind of help bounce things off of oversimplifies what the work that she does, but just, I just didn't know how valuable it could be to have someone like that to work with. And I think that coaching and, and counseling are similar in a lot of ways. It's something I've talked a lot about on the show. I think they're different in a lot of ways too. Um, but I I really, really think that there's a ton of value in both. Um, and I would really, really strongly recommend that, that every person, if it's something you can, you know, that you can um, afford to do and and, or, you know, have the time to do, you really explore looking to to find a coach um, or, you know, again, counseling You know, with a, a therapist in a more traditional way is also a great option. But there's just something to be said for having access to someone that will just talk to you about whatever you want to talk about uninterrupted without any reciprocity. And what I mean by that is when you're talking to a coach or a counselor, You're gonna, and even if you don't know what you're gonna talk about when you start the session, you're ultimately gonna end up on some train of thought in your own mind, and you don't have to interrupt that, right? You don't have to interrupt um, the the train of thought with what the other person would like to discuss. And in a normal friendship type of relationship, a more traditional relationship, um, that's a part of it, right? Like if I'm gonna talk to my friend about. Whatever thing is on my mind, then I'm I'm also going to owe it back to them to listen to what they want to talk about, and that's great. To be clear, I'm not saying that that's <laughs> negative in any way. That's a normal social interaction, but when you're when you've hired someone right to, to talk with you in the way that you do a coach or a counselor, the relationship is different than that, um, and it's it's for me at least it's just been really 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 beneficial. To, to have access to that. Um, so, you know, obviously through all the episodes, if you've listened before, you're probably pretty aware that I uh, am a huge advocate for counseling and coaching and those things. But I just, I had to take a moment and just call that out again uh, as to how important it is and how, how much value it's, it's provided for me. Also in the midst of, of around that time in the fall of 2019, I got to have my sister on the walk show to record an episode about our father uh, and what his life meant to us and, and, and he passed away in 2004 and kind of how we dealt with that. Um, there's a variety of reasons I wanted to do that episode. One was because I wanted to, uh, to kind of honor my dad and talk about, talk about him, right? And talk about that. Talk about his life. And, and I wanted to have my sister on and, and hear her thoughts as well and kind of have that experience of sharing those, those thoughts with one another. Um, I, I also know that for me personally, you know, him passing away when I was 20 years old was profoundly challenging and profoundly, uh, impactful. It's the single most significant thing that's probably ever happened to me. Um, and it was something that was really hard to kind of process. And, and I know from going, going through it, that it's really hard to deal with with that right like it's really hard to um to get through to deal with death frankly and and whether it be a parent or 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 a loved one or a friend or even you know a pet or something and um it's really really hard and I don't have some prescription I certainly don't have the arrogance to think that I know how to deal with it or that the way that I ended up kind of being able to, to cope with it um is the only way, or is the way that would would work for everyone else? But I did also want to make that episode that my sister, so that my sister and I could share how we did deal with the passing because we dealt with it in, in different ways. Also, um, just because when something really devastating like that happens, it can be hard to think that that tragedy and devastation will not be on your mind all of the time. And there is there there is a, a at least a path and, and multiple paths truly, but um, there are, are paths out of that, and and that doesn't mean that there's not a time to feel that. I mean, when someone passes, there's a, there's a, a time for grief and there's a time for for experiencing that pain and that that sadness. Um, so I don't mean to say that that's not appropriate or healthy or normal or anything either. But at least for me, I just, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't go on that way forever. And so I, I'm really, you know, that's the episode, the episode I did with my sister about my dad will will forever be the episode that I'm most proud of and that I'm most excited by. And that if nothing else, I'm glad that I made a podcast so that I could, could talk about that. To 2019, excuse me, into 2020, out of 2019, and um, I knew I wanted to have more guests in 2020. The the, the opportunities that I had to have guests in 2019 uh, were were really really great, and I really enjoyed it. And so I knew in 2020 I wanted to do more of that. Well, I just had a, a great stroke stroke of fortune uh, going to to Podfest in 2020 again, and meeting some of the people there. Some of the people I mentioned earlier, like Carolyn Owens and Nate Garrison, um, and then also a guy named Brent Basham, who is a co-founder of a company called Podit. So uh, it's, it's crazy how tightly wound it all is. The way I met Brent Basham was I went to lunch with Jameson, who I talked about earlier from Culture and Conversations, and he had just happened to meet Brent and one of Brent's business partners, Eduardo literally on the sidewalk in front of the conference that we were at and they had agreed to go get lunch together. And then here I come along. So I get invited and that's it. But it was all so impromptu and so serendipitous. And yeah, it turns out that Brent and Eduardo have this, this company called pod it that they've co-founded. I think there's some other individuals involved as well, not just the two of them, but um, Podit it is designed exclusively to connect podcasters and guests. <laughs> which is exactly what I needed. And here I am at lunch with these two guys who are very excited to talk about it because it's their passion. It's what they're working on. And I couldn't be more eager to learn about it because this is exactly the thing I've been looking for. And I didn't even know something like that existed, right? Uh, Let alone that I would be meeting (laughs) creators of it. So, you know, going in after that, I have uh, really, I think, nonstop guests beginning in, I think, maybe April, uh, of 2020 through today where, you know, I'm now doing the solo episode here for episode 100. And yeah, a lot of that is just a huge thanks to, to pot it. And then again, to, to Carolyn who sends me, you know, guests all the time and, and, and Nate who sent me some guests. And, um, I also got to give a shout out to Chris Crabtree. He's put, put me in contact with some guests. Um, it's, it's just been Awesome. And as much as I, you know, the show is called the walk show, which is sometimes embarrassingly vain, <laughs> but I named it that. Uh, and as much as I'll refer to it as my show and talk about, I created it. man, I got to tell you, you know, Misha, right. He, it's not here without him helping me make the music and, and, and produce the show. Brett Lindley instrumental in redesigning the logo. Uh, so it's not just me in outer space in a samurai costume like it was for the first year. Um, Other friends of mine that I have that that prefer not to to be named, I'm sure, um, but that give me ideas on on content or gave me some ideas on on the logo to start with and and just give me feedback on what they think of the show and and really just offer a lot of support. The show doesn't happen with all of that. Right. So, you know, there are some people who create things from front to back, like Misha, for example. You know, I had him on back this summer because he just released a new album Misha creates a music video, he wrote all of the music, he captured all the film, he edited all of the, the film and the music himself, or video, not film, but um, everything that he's making is literally from his brain. It came from a thought he had and now it's in the world and that's it. That's not me, right? I'm, I'm here on the shoulders of giants. I'm here because other people help me be here. And the guests that I have are also uh, a huge part of that. I, you know, I've had, I, I was, I went back and looked through earlier just to see, and this might be a little monotonous, but I, I just got to run through it for you. The variety of guests I've had on the walk show here are musicians, scientists, authors, academics, psychologists, guests from around the world, Americans traveling around the world, and living abroad, holistic healers, parents, investors, traders, entrepreneurs, coaches, counselors. And stuff that I'm not naming, because again, <laughs> that's already too long of a list to, to read out loud. I've gotten to do episodes reviewing some of my favorite books, TV shows, movies, and, and really just more broadly, I've gotten to do episodes just about ideas that fascinate me. Um, here just in the last few months, I had uh, Ed Natasha Tatton from from British Columbia, who run a a, a vegan sourdough company out uh, out in British Columbia, just a little bakery. Fascinating, right? I had I had no idea that I would have the opportunity to talk with with people like that. Um, Keta and Kaja Burke Williams, who run Aspen Apothecary, they're awesome. Like they're such wonderful people to meet. And if it wasn't for the podcast, I, I never would have had that opportunity. Twenty twenty was a really hard year for a lot of people, and I actually can't say that it was that hard for me. And, and there's a little bit of like. I think they call it survivor guilt in that where, um, you know, I was fortunate enough that, that my, my employment wasn't impacted at all by COVID-19. Um, I already don't go to large public events very often. So, uh, you know, not being able to go to bars and things like that wasn't really that big of a hindrance to me. Um, I did miss out on some holiday events and some, some family get togethers and some get togethers with some friends that that were sad. I I didn't go to some concerts that I wanted to go to, but as far as actual hardship, no, I I didn't face that. Other people did. And, and my, my sympathy goes to them. And I, I need and want none of it from anyone and certainly not myself because 2020 for me actually wasn't, wasn't the, the nightmare that, that it was for, for so many others. Um, And I'm incredibly fortunate and humbled by that fact and I think a lot of that, though, is also because in 2020, on a regular basis, I talk to people, again, from all these different walks of life and from all over the world um, that that are just talking about what they're passionate about. You know, I, I say the episodes are positive, but they're not positive because we say, you know, the glasses half full or, or, or <laughs> positive cliches. It's positive because the energy that's in it is just people again, just sharing stuff that they think is, is important stuff that, that gives them purpose. And, and man, I just, I love that. I, I thrive off of that energy more than I thought I, I would. Um, I was also fortunate enough to, to be able to book enough guests last year that I was able to kind of record a bit of a backlog and, and take, take the last month of 2020 off from recording new episodes um, and really just kind of take a, take a step back from podcasting for a bit, because I am typically very busy week over week with the recordings between you know the two shows. And I was curious when I came back to 2021 and came back to recording, would I find it tedious? Would I find it um, not as energizing as I did before? And the answer to that is an unequivocal no. Uh, I've already done a few interviews this year and man, I love it. The first interview I did was three hours long, right? Like immediately back in the seat and immediately loved it again. Um, And so I've, you know, I've rambled for 30 minutes here and, and the part of the show that's, you know, <laughs> arguably maybe the most important part of the show is the fact that someone listens to it, right? Because if no one listens, then, then what does it really mean? If I make a drawing and hang it on the refrigerator, I mean, I guess that's cool for me, but if, if no one else appreciates it then did it really matter in the same way um to be clear I don't have millions of listeners or or tens of thousands of listeners or anything but the show has grown over the last two years tremendously um and we I do now have listeners from around the world I got to give a shout out to India specifically which is crazy I had never thought (laughs) that would be a sentence I would would say and not because of anything wrong with India but just simply I'm I'm a guy from Springfield, Missouri. That's never traveled. I haven't even I've been to the ocean once, right? And and that was for like half an hour. I haven't seen anything. I haven't been anywhere. And so the fact that people from around the world listen to the show and listen to these guests that that I'm you know have the opportunity to have on is just it's just wild. Um, and it's it's an experience that I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, I'll kind of wrap up, I guess, by just saying. Piece of advice that they gave at PodFest in 2020. Uh, the guy who runs PodFest, his name's Chris Kamitsos, he, he wrote a book called Start Ugly. And the basic idea of the book is just it's so easy to get caught up when thinking about starting something, especially a creative endeavor, in um, worrying about how it's all going to play out and making sure that all this planning is done and all this. And man, I didn't realize how much I was missing a creative outlet in my own life. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot that I'm missing that creative outlet, it turns out. And podcasting has filled that. And um, again, I don't, and I'm not making money off of it or anything like that. And, uh, you know, sure, I would love to be able to podcast as a full-time career, um, but we're a long way away from that. And and that is not in any way discouraging to me at all uh, because it provides a lot for me, even if it's not, uh, you know, a paycheck. So my point in that is that if there's anything that you have, even an inkling of desire to try out in a creative capacity, you got to go for it because you just don't know um, what it might yield. When I started podcasting, and like I said at the very beginning of this rant, <laughs> I, you know, I was talking about stuff that I didn't like in, in the world or stuff I didn't like in society. Never did I think that fast forward a year and a half or, or two years, I'm talking to people that run a vegan CBD based perfume business, right? Or, um, the lady from Ecuador, Kate Kunkel, who runs a, uh, uh, whose work, his life is dedicated to helping people, um, understand how to prevent dementia in holistic and healthy ways. I just, I never thought it would do that. And, and, and for me, that's super exciting and, and rewarding obviously not everyone's going to want to do a podcast. And, and I will say though, if you do, you totally should, because there's very little barrier to entry. It's not hard to start. You can, in in many, many cases, start basically for free, as long as you have, a, you know, a computer or, or even a cell phone. Um, I mean, audio quality suffers if you don't have a, a decent mic, but that doesn't matter. I listen to podcasts all the time that have millions of listens that have worse audio quality than this show does. So, Um, that uh, a good microphone does not a good podcast make. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, I, I talked about start ugly. The reason I say that is that don't, don't worry about what the end looks like. Just start, just start, especially if it's creative, just start and see where it goes and see where it takes you. And it's been nothing but an absolute joy for me. And I hope uh, that you guys have enjoyed the show and this journey with me as, as far as we've made it. And I hope you continue to enjoy it. And I just, again, want to thank, um, uh, you know, anyone that's ever had any hand directly in uh, making the show, whether that be ideas for content, whether that be connecting me with guests, whether that be <laughs> making the music <laughs> telling me that I should make the show, um, to begin with whatever your role is. I, I, I literally could never thank you enough. Um, for everyone that's ever been a guest on the show, whether it's someone that I just met when they came on the show, or whether it's one of my 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 friends that I've known for a long time that's been generous enough to come on, uh, I can't thank you enough. It's it's so so awesome that you would uh, would help me make the show and, and participate in that way. And and then I'll say to to anyone who's ever reached out to me directly to to offer support, encouragement, feedback, whatever it is. I, it, it really does mean the world to me and um, I, I probably am not supposed to seek validation <laughs> from other people to that level, but I it, it means something. It means a lot. It really does. Even if it's just a, a sentence or a, a statement, whatever, just whatever little bit it is of encouragement just means so much. And then again, to, to everyone that's listened to the show that I've never actually had a chance to speak with or, or interact with directly, um, you're also a huge inspiration. So Thank you everyone so much for, for the, again, the journey that I've had so far and I'm really excited to see where it takes us next. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you so much again for listening to episode 100. Thank you for helping me get to 100 episodes. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I also want to encourage you to listen to pick up your sticks, which I mentioned earlier in the show, pick up your sticks is a podcast about video games co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley. We really try and talk about why gaming matters. So we, we do talk about news and reviews and current events and that sort of thing, but we try and explore the emotional connection that we have with gaming. Uh, If you, enjoy long form conversations that I think you definitely like pick up your sticks. They can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week. Stay up.